Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I think we've talked about her on the show before, Rochelle Kelly. Rochelle Kelly. Uh, she sent me a message. She's, she's like, the mom. We got we to recap. She's, okay, yes. she's the mom who made headlines in 2020. I think it was like April or May of 2020, where right. she tried to go to a, a, a playground, playground yeah. in the Concord, New Hampshire area. And was threatened by police, her and her children, and I think a couple other families were out there on that day. Yeah, uh, It was one of those situations where they had set up caution tape yeah. surrounding the playground, and ostensibly they were quote-unquote There's nothing closed. wrong with the playground. No, no, it wasn't dangerous or anything. Sun dangerous. hitting it all day. I'm sure yeah. there's nothing so to catch. The <laughs> cops were called. Someone called the police on them, because obviously they're, you know, it's just a park. The cops wouldn't have any other reason to be there, so somebody called the cops on them, some busybody, and they uh, confronted them. There's video of this. If you want, you can search yeah. for Rochelle Kelly on freekeen.com, and I'm sure the, the video will, will come up, or search Playground, and uh, and that'll come up. Ultimately, she was found not guilty in that case. They ended up right. arresting her five or six months later, yeah. so they didn't arrest anyone the day of. The parents left the park when the cops came and threatened them. It seemed like everything was going to be fine. And then later they uh, they came after them with like criminal trespass. I think it was criminal trespass or disorderly conduct. Or whatever. It's just charges. ridiculous. It's just you know I call it cop butt hurt charge. Yeah, you know? it's the it's the catch all charge where they yeah. they always hit activists uh, and people they don't like with these things. Yeah. And she didn't. To her credit, she did not take the plea. Right. She went to trial and amazingly was found not guilty. So that's right. who Rochelle Kelly is. She's a mom yes. who who actually stands up for her rights. They thought this guy, the brother-in-law of Rochelle, what was his name again? Uh, his name is uh, Stephen Sheets. Stephen Sheets. I think that's his name. Yeah. They thought Appreciate that he was involved in a, allegedly involved in a shooting. Were they coming to arrest him? When did this conflict that inv- in you know allegedly he James ran Sheets. from James Sheets? That's James it. Sheets. Yes, sir. When when was the conflict that he allegedly ran from the cops? So from and what were they doing? It here? started in Struthers. So the Struthers Police Department is the ones that murdered him okay and the youngstown was the the youngstown police are like we got nothing to do with this like that's that's kind of how they acted mm-hmm. um and it, it just like when i was watching the news reports when this first broke and rochelle told me about it and i was watching i was like this is yeah this is just a total cover-up right away the, the way that they're talking about it, how they're talking around the issue um then they released the audio audio call uh the scanner calls to the dispatch mm-hmm. it, it it just didn't add up and then they released the body cam footage, and that okay. was that was because the chili from Delete Laws, you know, pressed them. And uh, they first released it with uh, all these redacted spots, like two minutes lost, two minute lost, like in, in the body cams. That's suspicious. And, yeah, and he he demanded the uncut versions, and then he got it, huh. and um, it revealed a lot. There is, um, I, I'm going to call I'm going to call this call the uh, rental cars and the demise of enterprise. Um, hmm. I believe I may have called you four or five years ago to tell you how much I loved that company. Um, I, you know, uh, I got rid of my car in 2014 and they were what enabled me to continue to rent the report after that for years. Hmm. Okay. Um, because they were, their rental cars were so cheap. I had no idea how they were making money. Uh, it was just fantastic. It was, and the people were so nice and they still are nice. Uh, they're trying to be nice. Um, but, uh, and I, so I don't know if it's enterprise's fault or not, but the company is just, doing business with them is just breaking down. It's just, it's almost impossible to rent a car. It feels like now. Wow. I, I, I tried in, um, 
I mean, mean, maybe that's an exaggeration, but it feels impossible sometimes. When I tried to rent a car, and when I, you know, uh, uh, came back to New Hampshire from from Colorado Springs, and I was going to fly into Boston Logan and rent a car, you know, rent rent from Enterprise at Boston, drop off at Keene, just Mm -hmm. the most normal thing. That's what that's what Enterprise is there at the airport for, right? Right. Um, Oh no, you're not allowed to do that. What? You can't drop it off somewhere else. You have to bring it back to Logan. What? <laughs> Since when? You can't drop it off. You can't drop it off one of our branches. Uh, and this was in uh, this was in when I when I came back in uh, April. These policy changes, uh, price increases. Is this just inflation? Uh, do you think that you know it's not thirteen bucks a day anymore? It's multiple multiple times that. I mean, is that what the factor is here? What do you think? Partly, they have a car shortage uh, because I guess they sold off some of their cars when some of the prices were so high. Mm. Uh, and then uh, the next thing that happened, though, is I tried to rent again today. I was just going to do a generic rental. Okay, I'll pick it up in Keene. I'll drop it off in Keene. I'll mm-hmm. do what you say. I said, can I rent one on, how about, you know, I know, we, I don't really care just any day over the next week or so. How about the 25th? Well, let me look at that. Uh, actually, no, that won't work. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fine. I'll just you know, take the, the 23rd will work. Oh, let me check that. Oh, no, that won't work. Okay. Uh, okay, any, any day that week will be okay. Um, oh, no, actually, people aren't allowed to rent the entire week Wow. from Keene. And then, uh, oh, in Peterborough, we closed that down. That shop isn't open anymore, our, our office there. And uh, I just said, okay, can, okay, let's make this simple. Can you give me a date between now and the heat death of the universe <laughs> in which I can in which I can rent a vehicle from you in Keene. The only place I can reach, right? Actually, no, I'm sorry, sir, we, we can't do that. What? So they just have they no available me, inventory at they all? They have no available dates between now and the heat death of the universe. <laughs> That's strange. The police and I didn't. I haven't seen the footage of like the alleged chase or any of that. You said that hasn't even come out yet. I, right? I don't. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. If yeah. it's out there, I haven't seen it. But the know. footage that I'm looking at here, uh, they show there's a scene where this guy is is apparently shot 14 times by one cop and then later shot again uh, another 14 times. The autopsy apparently shows 28 gunshots to this man. Four of them landed in his face. Yep. No cop was shot. During this encounter, but no yet, bullets flew in their direction. I guarantee you that. Yeah, yet they claim that there was uh, that James had a gun in the car. If they if they were using a steering wheel because that's the only thing he had his hands on. Okay, when I watched the video, that mm-hmm. was it. And they show up. Well, after the shooting, at some point, one of the officers goes, and you say apparently I haven't seen this part of the clip yet, but you say that at one point. One of the cops asks for a a bottle of water. Yeah, like he was all, you know, pretending to be all panicky. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. The the guy is a psychopath and he, he had murdered someone recently too. Really? Uh, yes, and he brags about it. Hmm. And he's bragging about this one too. But I think, you know, they try to put on an act and uh they have code words, predetermined code words. So I think Struthers is a corrupt department at this point. Um and uh Youngstown is really standoffish to take, like, you know, being a part of this at mm-hmm. all. Um but uh, the yeah, the cop is like, oh yeah, I'm I'm out of breath. I I, I need my water bottle. I think uh, Delete Laws is filing the federal lawsuit. He's maybe already did it today. Um, on so, who? On what? On uh, to to sue the the Struthers department, uh, police department for the murder. So they're gonna go after him for criminal 
Like, it wants to get a criminal investigation against this. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I mean, look, I don't believe in the state, and I want, you know, they're going to investigate themselves and find no wrongdoing. Like, you know, Typical, but maybe yeah. we need an outside agency there. You know, can somebody else, I mean, you're not a lawyer or anything like that, but can someone else who is not connected with the situation bring a suit? Won't that get tossed? Well, he does it for them. He's helping. Oh, them. so he's helping the family. Yeah. He, he's, ah, okay. uh, he's okay. been spending a lot of time in Ohio to okay. delete laws and, uh, and, you know, helping other people file lawsuits. There's a lot of corrupt stuff going on. In Ohio. Sure. Well, that's yeah. everywhere. There's yeah. corruption everywhere. Yeah, the, the everybody laws. always thinks their state's the most corrupt. It's like, yeah, it's I, no, it, no, that, that I, yes, exactly. Yeah. Everyone says that. Like yeah. all these auditors that I watch online sure. and stuff, they all say, "Oh, my, my state's the worst. <laughs> the cops here are the worst." But then you look at Ohio. <laughs> mm. Ooh, so there's something wrong with Ohio, and I guess there's like a lot of drug busts that happen in Ohio, mm-hmm. and a lot of the cities are right on the borders of other states. So right. a lot of drug dealing across state lines now, especially if you go into Ohio, the laws are way more strict. And, uh, you know, the, the police are just really border protected, protecting, and mm-hmm. they'll pull you over for the littlest things. North Korea is now officially acknowledging that they have COVID, although they're calling it, quote unquote, fever yeah. in North Korea, which, you know, may actually be a more accurate name for it. I, I don't know. Uh, but that uh, it's interesting that they had not acknowledged any cases of COVID until just recently, within like the last week or so. But that makes sense, though, because they're isolationists where no one goes in and out. And People come in and out of, yeah, of but North Korea. I wonder how like not tightly that screened that is. And you know what I mean? I think it's not that they haven't had COVID. It's just that they haven't admitted to it. Because you always have to remember well, of course. In, in North Korea... Every news, quote unquote, that you see coming from North Korea is coming from the state. So the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, they run all the media there. There's no independent journalism going on in North Korea. If you're a journalist in North Korea, you're there on their, you know, their discretion. They're only letting you see the, the things they want you to see. Well, like, we all know that Kim Jong-il is the best golfer in the world. And you got 18 holes in holes in one on one course. It's pretty impressive. They say a lot of things about the uh, the Kims <laughs> there. So this is just an interesting story because it's like, why now? Why after two years of COVID everywhere across the world, all the crackdowns, all the restrictions, why is North Korea now coming out and admitting that they have COVID? The Chinese people have been conditioned for generations to be obedient. And that's why, of course, they were willingly locking themselves up in the first place. The The metal uh, barriers didn't come up until 30 or 40 days into the lockdown. Mm. So if people hadn't been so obedient to begin with, it would have been a lot harder on the government. But they all did what they were told. While officials have confirmed that one patient carried the COVID-19 Omicron variant before succumbing to the quote-unquote fever, they've stopped short of attributing any other cases or deaths to the virus behind the global pandemic. Before that initial patient, the government claimed to have kept COVID-19 out of North Korea entirely with complete border closures. The first verified case of fever triggered a quote, maximum emergency quarantine system, unquote, as defined by the state and strict lockdowns nationwide earlier this week with the government vowing to step up containment measures, quote, across institutions, all institutions, and all sectors of the country, including party, administrative, and economic institutions at all levels. So what this is leading to is probably not going to be very good for the, the North Korean people. No. Like, uh, I mean, they're already in a bad situation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, why, why would they have to pull this? I mean, I think the whole thing is baloney. 
the whole pandemic. The oh whole yeah, thing. sure. But you know, for them to just whatever they're trying to plan, whether they're going to do a cleansing, because I can see North Korea doing a cleansing. I could totally see that. I heard that nobody and and the uh, other some of the other crypto six people had taken the plea bargains, and I was yeah. I was I was pretty upset about that. I was I was sitting there, and that, then I was I was just thinking about it, and it it dawned on me how ridiculous plea bargains and how insidious they are yeah. that well we're not going to prosecute you for these crimes if we can get you on just something anything right. but if we can't yes. then we're going to throw the book at you and suddenly it's worth all these tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars to keep you in a cage on things that weren't important before so it's like are the so are you protecting the public or aren't you because these these laws you're enforcing weren't important if you could just you know get them on something but now they're important that that logic doesn't make any sense whatsoever to me and then you're just going to get innocent people pleading guilty to something they didn't do anyway happens all the time it's not protecting the public at all anyway this whole thing is a sham i feel like we should have black lives matter in the streets over this i mean like everyone should be protesting how horrific this is this is a travesty of this isn't justice you know, no, like when I'm in court and they try to do a, like a plea bargain with me, oh, you just do community service, Joe. I literally sat on the mic in court. I don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> and it's, it's exactly that. Like they're terrorizing me. Yep. If they're going to make me do something where I'm not guilty, as in like I am, uh, you know, I know that I'm in the right. I haven't hurt anybody. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners. This is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. I don't know if you've ever done this, Olivia. Have you ever been to a district court uh, arraignment before? Um, I'm not sure about that. One time in high school, they took us uh, on a field trip to an actual court. Actually, that's a really sad story. I was in the AP class, government class. And when we went to court, this is a true story. One of the girls in my graduating class her mother was actually, they didn't know, but she was actually on trial that day. So we, like, it was hmm. very embarrassing because that girl's mother was on trial and our class field trip was watching her in front of the judge, like, pleading. It was the most heartbreaking thing I've ever seen. And the teacher was like, don't say anything to her when we get back. And we were like, we wouldn't do that anyways. But yeah, it was horrific. That that was one, one, you always talk about public school indoctrinating us, but I think that had the opposite effect. Like, wow, this is, this is horrible. These are real people with real repercussions. So it sounds like Like, this was a while ago when you say she was pleading. Do you mean she pleaded guilty? Um, I, I think she might've, I honestly don't remember. I just remember. I think she was pleading with the judge to like mm. have mercy on her. I think it was like a victim. I think it might have been like a, a drug charge or something like yeah, that. It was, like a it was like nothing. Yeah. So um, what you can do is, the, and and it's interesting they actually took you to court because that's normally the government doesn't want you to see this this stuff, right? Like they don't they don't publicize it. They don't put live streams online. And I understand why people take the deal. And that's yeah. what we're saying to Olivia. Go and watch an arraignment. 
any old arraignment, any old district court, anywhere in America, it's going to be the same, same story where there's a hundred people in the room. I mean, maybe smaller districts, maybe not as many, but you know, dozens to you know, a hundred of people, people just sitting in there. All of them, almost all of them, are there for victimless crimes with marijuana or alcohol or whatever, where no one has Filming been cops. harmed. Yeah, <laughs> and. That's the purpose of the arraignment is to basically shake a plea deal out of somebody. It's the first time they've talked to a prosecutor. The prosecutors go around and they 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 you know they talk to everybody that's there prior to at least that's how it happens here in in New Hampshire. They talk to everybody that's in the room prior to the judge coming in the room and they try to secure a deal. Yeah, and then yeah. the judge comes in and then they they just roll through the entire crowd of people and it, and it's ninety nine percent. Over ninety nine percent of them will take take whatever they're yep. they're offered. The first and offer. The reality is, is like if if we were just convince everyone one day, just one day, in the court to not take the deal. Yeah, and they all just wanted to fight it. They couldn't schedule all of them. No, they and just you, one day. You wouldn't even need everyone, Joe. I mean, if you could get ten or twenty percent, right. you'd choke the system. Yeah, we got it good here in New Hampshire by comparison to other states. In other states, like in Florida. If you want to take something to trial, they charge you a court fee for that. Yes. So, like here, if you go to trial, they don't hit you with an extra fee for going to trial. Do you know how I thought that? I never paid the court fees in Rhode really? Island. And the reason why, and they're like, uh, it, you know what? We're going to find you not guilty, but, you know, we have a we have a court fee, whatever, this uh, much. Uh, and I'm uh, like, uh, uh, I'm like, uh, no. like, no, I didn't. Uh, I don't want to pay a court fee. He's like, why not? I was like, I didn't ask to be here. Like... <laughs> You know? You didn't want to use our services? What? No, I want these services gone. Yeah. Let's get rid of these things cuz I'm winning. I I'm, I'm actually I'm uh 15 and 0 in Rhode Island. 15 and 0. 15 and 0. Damn. I, I mean, if you want to count community service, which then I did like, you know, not the average uh, not the norm sort of community service. Mm-hmm. Um I did drawings once. Okay. For the uh, Parks and Recreation Department to pay off like $900 worth of tickets. <laughs> and, wow. And I was like, I'll do some drawings. Now, how do you call that a win? I mean, if you're because doing community service. Because it's like, yeah, but it was kind of fun. You found, and, you found guilty. Well, technically, yeah, yeah. That's but not a I, win. It's a win because they didn't get my money. And I okay. only had to provide, uh, you know, a service that I'm really skilled at. And I drew some wild plants. And you know what? It, I'm educating people in the future because they frame these things and they're on the wall of the park and recreation. In our state. We could buy hot prepared foods at the supermarkets with our EBT cards now. Until, oh, was that a thing like, you, you, could, you couldn't do before as a welfare recipient was buy uh, prepared foods? Well, the thing is, it has to be cold because mm-hmm. they felt that hot food was like a luxury item. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a no that EBT, you cannot use that at the restaurant. But I still could like buy sushis. That was uh, tuna and sushis. You could buy it because it was cold. But uh, they had these enchiladas and um, that were hot, like um, hot food. But yeah. you know, but you were not allowed to buy that. Wait, you're but, saying sushi is is not prepared food? Is that because it's cold? No, you, you can't. No, can buy it with an EBT. I was just amazed. Oh. So that yeah, they allow it's like a fifteen dollar sushi. You could buy that with EBT as long as it's cold. And so does the T-bow, twenty four ounce T-bow. As long as it's cold, 
you can buy it. But they always limited the hot food. And the reason what they're doing, the all the reason they're doing this because uh, all the people that lost their, their homes were burnt uh, from the biggest fire that we had. So now they have to, you know, now they're homeless. Now they have to be on EBT. They lost their homes. It's interesting hearing the world of the welfare recipient, right? Uh, like this is her total existence. This is what Sarah does. She calculates exactly what she's going to receive. She knows the ins and outs. She knows how to fill out all the forms. Yes, yeah. That to her is work. That's, That's her skill. job. Yeah, yeah. Is going and filling mm-hmm. out forms so she can continue to feed off of the productive class. Like standing in line. That's sure. a, that's fun. She believes that's a job, yeah. Yeah. And and she also believes that calling this show on a nightly basis <laughs> is a job. That's what yeah. she does. Well, every time I every time I hear her call in, I I kind of want a menthol cigarette after she calls. Oh, just cuz she hates cigarettes <laughs> yes, so much. Yes. Can you even get those? Oh, they're going to get rid of them next year, right? It federally? You didn't hear about that? Oh, I did hear. But I didn't know it was actually going to go through. I think it is. I'm stocking up. Yeah, I don't know what the cutoff. <laughs> I don't remember what the cutoff date is, but I think it might be sometime in 2023. They're going to outlaw menthol cigarette sales. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to uh, look up uh, what the natives are dealing with when it comes to that, too. Oh, you mean the Indian tribes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah um, I don't. I would be surprised if it affects them. So you may still be able to go on a reservation and get some yeah. some menthols that way. So Aha, yeah, I can't stop it. There's probably going to be some ways around it. Of course, you know the black market is going to be oh, carrying uh, menthols. Now, of course, the question is, will they be uh, you know, the quality that you would get through yeah. the normal distribution chains? And, and the answer is probably no. So-called experts, according to the Washington Post, are saying the U.S. may be barreling toward recession within the next year. Did you hear the story about the gas pumps? That have been upgraded to have an additional digit. You mean like to the thousands or tens of thousands? To the tens, meaning that a lot of gas pumps apparently, I don't know how many are like this, but some gas pumps only went up to $9.99, right? 0.9, right? So three three digits past the the decimal point and then only one digit on the dollar side of the decimal point. So now they're adding a second digit. So now gas pumps can go to above ten dollars. That's a, that says something. Oh, to I see you, what right? you're saying on the like on the oh on the like the gallon on the price. dollar side. Oh, I thought you meant like when people are ringing it up. You know, no, like, the pump. Yeah, I when know you're, when you're pumping. Oh, I see what you're saying. I yeah. yeah, yeah so the price per gallon price. is that's adding yeah. a digit. But is that is that correct or is it you know because truckers they'll fill up over a thousand dollars? Yeah, no, you're right about but that. But is it going to be like ten thousand dollars? I don't. I, yeah, I so mean, once showing the price, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So they're uh, I don't know how many pumps are doing this, but it's in the news. That's oh, happening. So some so some gas company figured it was worth it to do it now. Yeah. To go out and even though you know it's five dollars a gallon in some places or whatever, four dollars and fifty cents. California, of course, is up to six or seven. Yeah. Uh, depending on where you're at. Makes sense, right? Like yeah. they they figure there's a good chance they're going to need that extra digit. I, I think they're uh, mistaken. Here's George Bush. He's speaking at apparently his own institute. He's on a is at a podium that says George W. Bush Institute. It's got an image of the flag. Looks like the flag is laid out as like a book almost. It looks like the pages my little goat. of a book. So I don't know if he's like trying to help kids read or something like that. I, I have no idea what the George W. Bush Institute is, but does, it doesn't matter because it, what's, what he says The result is, is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified 
and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, too. Anyway. Uh, and the sick crowd laughs about it. Yeah. Yeah, they know. 75. Uh, what is it, 75? I believe he's referencing his age. Here's the Because he was in his 50s when he was pre- with the president. Right, right. So he would be probably around 75 right well, now. So he's he's blowing it off like, oh, hey, hey, I'm a 75. <laughs> but yeah. we all heard what you said there, George. Yeah. No, it, it was it, it seemed Freudian at first, and mm-hmm. then he goes back and says Iraq again after he says Ukraine. So it's like, what? Oh, Why would clear. you say Iraq again, bro? Like, <laughs> it, he's going, it's, it's going, he realized what he said. Zandi from Moody said rising gas and commodity prices from pandemic-related supply chain snarls and the conflict in Ukraine have added to the specter of an economic downturn. He says that the odds of a U.S. recession in the next 24 months, he puts it about 50%. Quote, we're traveling very close to the edge. The housing market is the next thing that's going to roll over. Yeah. And the question is just how hard. Mm. New home construction fell in April, led by a slowdown in single-family homes. Building permits, which offer a glimpse into future construction, also declined, according to data released by the Census Bureau and the Housing and Urban Development Department. Quote, home builder sentiment fell to the lowest level in two years in May, said an economist, saying further that builders are seeing less foot traffic and expect sales to be softer as we enter the busy home buying season. The softening is already rippling through the economy. Major mortgage lenders across the country, including Wells Fargo uh, and Better.com, have laid off thousands in recent weeks as a result of dwindling demand for home loans and refinancing. That's a bad sign. They're That's literally cutting. They're, you know, they're, There's a bloodletting going on in the mortgage business. Right. People are losing their jobs. Mortgage lender in Alexandria, Virginia, Kevin Rector, said there's a discernible skittishness among potential home buyers. Refinances began tumbling late last year around the time the Fed began signaling upcoming rate increases. Because, again, whenever the Fed increases the rates, that means that the prices of loans goes up. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.